across the room with the view of the beautiful Rhine. Give us a room with the view of the beautiful Rhine. Give me a money old creek in Texas or any old time. I got those up to. Welcome back, everybody, up and down and across this great American network, living the good life show, Tee It Up Radio Network, now in our 30th year. We appreciate uh, the friendships we've made along the lines. Can't believe it, 30 years. I mean, we kind of mark it off once uh, we finalize our event. It's now 30 years we've been working at it, huh, Pop, you and me? All right, yeah, we got lots going on here this morning, but I'm thrilled to bring on a special guest here uh, not only representing Folds of Honor, um, but we're going to talk about what an illustrious career uh, and what he's done for our country. Rodney Rocky Sickman on with us, United States Marine Corps Sergeants and POW, Iranian hostage crisis. I can go on and on. You're an author. Uh, you've done it all, it seems like, Rocky. <laughs> well, Alan, Adam, it's uh, it's an honor to be on the show. But no, I've not done it all, but it's a uh... It's a great ride, a wonderful wife that I've had for 40 years, and, uh, you know, military means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. In Rocky, Washington High School, is that in St. Louis? Um, you know, uh, Alan and uh, Adam, uh, Washington is about 80 miles west of St. Louis, but I really grew up in a small town of Crockle, Missouri, and hmm. it was a population of 50, and that was dogs and cats included. Okay. So uh, yeah. having a big date was driving into St. Louis. Gotcha. All right. Well, I've uh, spent time in Festus in Crystal City. Uh, dollar, sure. Bill, dollar Bill Bradley made it famous. Oh, it, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Small world. Yep. Hey, Rocky, uh, I want to bring a lot of our listeners up to speed. Certainly, we've been doing this for so long, and had a, we've had a, a long relationship with Folds of Honor. But certainly with uh, a lot of our new listeners around the country, we're going to talk about Folds of Honor, especially with what you guys, what you do with Folds of Honor, especially. But I want to talk about what your your career and what you went through uh, after, I, I guess, uh, joining uh, or entering the U.S. Marine Corps. I believe it was in 19, was it 1976 or something? Yes, sir. That's correct. Okay. Talk a little bit about your experience and what you went through. Yeah, so as I mentioned, guys, I grew up in a small town, and I knew that there was more outside. My father served in uh, World War II. My brother served during Vietnam. And, you know, my parents taught me three things, love of family, love of faith, and love of country. And, you know, whenever there was a parade in in Washington, Missouri, the the nearest uh, big town of 13,000, my parents always had us in a parade uh, carrying the flag. I, I got to raise the flag at the Catholic school and uh, in high school, I was a, 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 a captain my senior year, but I wanted to do more. And uh, so the more I did, I, I went in the Marine Corps. My brother and my dad were both Army, and I went to the Marine Corps. Hmm. Uh, I traveled the globe, but I wanted to be a Marine security guard. And uh, I was assigned to the um, American Embassy in Tehran, Iran, on October 7th of 1979. Hmm. Talk about a time in our history, a little scary time, actually. It was, uh, you know, the uh, day of November 4th, uh, the Shah of Iran had been allowed into the United States, and President Carter at the time had uh, noted to his staff, he said, what are you going to do if we allow the Shah in and the Islamic Republic of Iran takes our people hostage? What are you going to say then? And little did he know when he said that, two weeks later, that's exactly what happened. Mm. November 4th, 1979, uh, you know, Americans were stripped their freedom, their dignity, and their pride. 
known as the Iran hostage crisis, which lasted 444 days. And the first 30 days, I can tell you, we were uh, tied to a chair, not allowed to speak unless we were interrogated. Uh, I was then put into a room uh, after I spent my first Thanksgiving, my first Christmas, my first New Year's Eve, uh, remembering what my parents uh, gave us back in uh, the small town. My father was a concrete mixer driver. My mother was a carpet store secretary and had, uh, there were a total of five kids. But, you know, my parents made the holidays just incredibly festive. And uh, again, 42 years ago, you guys, I was in that uh, that hole and I was getting ready to, to live my first Thanksgiving. And we were then put into a room for the next 400 days where I was in a room with two other people. We went outside a total of seven times out of 444 days. And little did we know that there was an attempted rescue operation, 1980, and uh, eight individuals lost their life on that attempted uh, rescue operation. Uh, it wasn't until after spending my second Thanksgiving, my second Christmas, my second New Year's Eve, January 20th, 1981, that we were finally released. Uh, 20 minutes after the inauguration of President Carter leaving office and President Reagan coming in. And this is the Islamic Republic of Iran told us that it is not you, the American people, we hate. It's your government. But we will use you to humiliate your government. And that's basically what they did then, and they continue to do to this day. And it wasn't until Alan Adam that uh, I got home that uh, I made my first phone call home, and my parents uh, spoke to them. And um, after a, a period of time, my dad said, Rocky, Joe's here. And this is a young lady. If you guys watched the movie Castaway, uh, he had a locket. I didn't have a locket, but I had her picture in my head. And I said, if I ever get out of here, I'm going to marry that girl. Mm -hmm. And that's if she waited. And so sure enough, uh, my dad said, Rocky, Joe's here. I said, well, she waited. And he goes, well, she wants to talk to you. And I'm thinking, well, that doesn't sound too good. <laughs> and so we get on a uh, call, and uh, she uh, says, Rocky, either me or the military, but you have to choose. And so I, I chose wisely. Um, I'd been in the, the Marine Corps for six uh, wonderful years, and um, I then got out and became a civilian and uh, got into the workforce, and uh, you know, the rest is history. I remember wow. I remember finally some three friends of mine that maybe you ran across, or you might be younger, but uh, Jack Buck, Joel Myers, oh my gosh, Scott, Scott St. James. I used to work with all those guys in radio myself. And that was Alan. Yeah, Alan, you won't believe this, but when I came home, I had to get a job, um, and I got a job with CBS in St. Louis, KMOX. Right. And Robert Hyland was the vice president of CBS in St. Louis. And so the, the second week I was on the job, here I get this call down. Rocky, please come down to Mr. Hyland's office. And I'm thinking, what did I do? <laughs> and all of a sudden I get down there, and Mr. Hyland's asking me, hey, how's your job? I said, it's fantastic, sir. And he goes, great. And this is back in 1981 when he had to push the button, and he called his assistant and said, uh, bring Jack in. And I'm thinking, Jack, Jack, Jack Buck? And all of a sudden, I, I turn around, door opens, and there's Jack Buck. And yeah. so I go over and handshake him, and uh, he goes, Rocky, it's an honor to meet you. Says, Mr. Buck, it's an honor to meet you. And Mr. Highland says, Rocky, now sit down. Mr. Buck here is going to be your host for a week. He's going to take you, take you to spring training. And so for the next uh, week, uh, Jack Buck, Mike Shannon uh, were the host. I was uh, at spring training for the Cardinals, and my dad were there, and my little brother. Uh, and my little brother was the same age as Joe Buck. So Joe Buck was down there, and so at night when we would go out and entertain, Joe and my little brother would have to stay back 
with a babysitter. And so, yeah, the rest is history. Jack Buck, an incredible uh, man, and, and Joe Buck, I see him to this day, and he always wonders how my little brother's doing. But, yeah, <laughs> wonderful people. Yeah, that's a great story. So so it's interesting, uh, as you mentioned, you, you joined the workforce, um, and you joined a, a little company out of St. Louis. I believe they're called Anheuser-Busch, which was pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, and it was cool, though. You oversaw all military special events, military and industry trade, media, um, the list go on and on. But you were basically um, uh, well, a liaison when it came to working with the military. and, and uh, That is correct, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, Alan, Adam, it was one of the things that my wife, you know, uh, We've been now happily married for 40 wonderful years. But when I came home, uh, Jill did not want me to have to travel outside. And she didn't want an incident like that to ever happen again. And sure. So uh, I had to get approval because being the director of military sales, I was selling uh, beer to the military worldwide, including American embassies. And so I had to get approval from her to allow me to travel abroad. And, it, and I tell you, it was one of those uh, great things because... I have never forgotten those eight individuals that sacrificed their life for my life and what the families have to go through, Alan. And Alan, imagine your son, Adam, being taken hostage uh, and not knowing for 444 days. That's what my poor parents had to go through. And and what the families go through, it's incredible of our military. And uh, like I said, I I missed, uh, what, six six, uh, Thanksgiving, six Christmases and each time, you know, my family were at home thinking about me. And this holiday, this Thanksgiving coming up, uh, your listeners, uh, they should remember that less than 1% of our population is providing uh, the freedom for our country. And there's going to be an empty seat in all these uh, individuals' families. Uh, yep. They're overseas, and we're back here enjoying our, our food and our camaraderie with our family, and they're going to be very alone. Yep. And so the military is very near and dear, and I thank you, Alan, for your service uh, in Vietnam because it's, uh, as I, I mentioned, you know, those first 30 days were very difficult. And I, I sat there remembering uh, that as I sat tied to a chair in a corner of a room thinking that, you know, the Vietnam veterans, nobody cared about them when they came home. And, I mean, 65 people were killed the first minute of the Vietnam War. And here we were 10,000 miles away from home. We thought we were, I thought we were forgotten. Um, and little did I realize that we had not been forgotten. Well, um, I mean, it's, I, I, I love talking to you and, uh, we could go on and on. I do want to also focus a little bit, uh, our time here on probably one of the greatest organizations of all time. I know you will agree with Folds of Honor, whom, uh, we've raised money for, uh, for a while now, especially through our golf tournaments and, um, you know, Folds of Honor, Major, uh, actually Lieutenant Colonel now uh, Dan Rooney, and everyone uh, who's part of this. You guys have done such a great job. Talk about how you transitioned fully now into Folds of Honor from your role at uh, Anheuser Busch. Sure, it just so happened 2007, uh, Alan and Adam, that uh, I was director of military sales, and all of a sudden I get a call from the security, and they said, "Hey, there's a guy down in the lobby in a flight uniform." And he wants to talk to somebody about a, a military program. So being a military director, I went down. I was responsible for all military stuff. And I go down there, and I meet this Major Rooney. And he goes, hmm. Mr. Sickman, I got this program I'd like to uh, show you. And so I get a conference room, and that was 2007. He uh, tells me his story. I tell him my story. It wasn't until 2011 that we actually were able to put something together. And, and since then, 
uh, you know, Budweiser and AB wholesalers around the country mm-hmm. have raised over $18 million. And so I retired from Budweiser in uh, 2016 and came on uh, full-time with uh, Folds of Honor. And so I'm the senior VP. But, yeah, 35,000, uh, you know, scholarships since 2007. Yep. Uh, you know, that's that's $161 million. In California, there's 222 recipients, and that's a, about a million dollars. So we continue to raise the bar, and it's, as, like I said, I will never forget those eight individuals that had families. Those individuals lost their family. Their family lost their loved one that morning of April 25th. I came home, and I restarted my family. And it's, trust me, guys, when I feel like I'm having a bad day, I think of those eight. And every morning I get up and I work, make sure that our our military and, and, and their families uh, are not forgotten. Freedom is not free. Adam and Alan, and we must and we need to make sure that the American people know that that flag, I saw it burnt on November 4th, 1979, and it hurt. And to come home and see people burn it and disrespect it, it even hurts more. And so that's where Folds of Honor is a a very big therapeutic piece for me. And it's an honor to be on your show and truly appreciate you guys uh, spreading the word about Folds of Honor. uh, Lieutenant Colonel Rooney is he's an angel that's provided over 35,000 uh, scholarships and there's 35,000 stories out there yeah F-16 fighter pilot and a hell of a golfer himself how's your golf game <laughs> Sarge you know what uh, <laughs> guys my golf game uh, 40 years ago when I first got married I'd go out and play 18 holes come home cut the grass wash the car and my <laughs> wife would just be waking up and then after three kids and travel um, I had a you know I don't get to play as much golf, although I do have a, a hole-in-one. No. Uh, was it four, four years ago? Wow. My daughter watched it, wow. my son watched it, and my <laughs> son-in-law watched it go into the hole. Wow, so witnesses. It was a legit. Yeah, it wasn't one of these putt-putt <laughs> golf uh, shots either. I love it. Hey, I love it. if you can get permission from your wife to travel on down to Texas, uh, we'll be doing our first annual Celebrity Folds of Honor yep. uh, event in Arlington in March. If, yep. Maybe if you can get permission. <laughs> you know what? She knows how important it is. As long as I'm here in the, the beautiful U.S. of A., uh, she's going to give me approval. So, yeah, I definitely look forward to getting that invite. Yep. And, uh, hopefully see you guys then. No problem, and I appreciate your time and all that you have done for our country. Thanks again, Rocky, and uh, we'll talk real soon. Roger that. Thanks again, guys, and uh, happy Thanksgiving. There's a true American patriot. Yeah. One of the best. Rodney Rocky Sickman, United States Marine Corps Sergeant, POW, Iranian hostage crisis author, Iranian hostage, a personal diary of 444 days in captivity. Check that out. Retired U.S. Director of Military and Industry Affairs, Anheuser-Busch, and now Senior Vice President of Budweiser Accounts, Folds of Honor, ladies and gents. Just my girl. Yeah, back when it was us.